You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hello everybody, welcome to Phoenix 2.5 FM. Uh, near to no media and of course the wrestling rewind.com my name is Daryl connor and welcome to the show uh we were kind of getting into the show uh myself and martin before and we're like we need to hit record next week we're gonna go live because we have special guests in studio as it were um from will we reveal who it is martin or will we let the folks hang what do you think no um no do you know what in, in honor of a uh, tony khan revealing that punk is coming back I, I'd say we, yeah, we give everyone a week's notice. We say who it is. Okay. Um, so we're going to be live next week. We're going to have uh, two folks from a really good Irish metal band called Cell Games. Um, they're going to join us to talk about ba- um, Buried Alive 1996. Oh, so, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. You know, I said, I said, I said, hey, look, you guys want to come on the show? Because they're huge wrestling fans. I uh, mean, who's listened to them? Um, and pretty much they make music that sounds like Smackdown versus Raw 2005 so it's very good and I said right have to get these guys on they picked uh, Very Live 1986 haven't seen that show in, in literally years so I'm looking forward to checking it out we're going I'm to be even, live I'm even looking forward to chatting to them going like whenever Dara gave you the option why was this what you came on like, <laughs> I you know why like, did they, they pick the show like now, yeah, why this show? And like '96 is such a strange year. I know in, it's in weird. terms of people's fandoms, like people who are attitude era go kind of '98, '99, '98, and people who are new gen go a wee bit earlier. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really interested even just to hear how they came to this because it's weird. In '96, you'd be wanting to watch WCW with with the uh, NWO, like that's. The big year for NWO, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the the hearing from them, and uh, yeah, that's going to be live next week. So do tune in. We'll have the stream up and everything like that because we need to get back to that. We've kind of been a bit lazy with that for a while, and it will be on Phoenix FM, obviously, uh, the following Tuesday. But we're doing it a little bit different today. We're recording on a Saturday because I was gigging last night, so I wasn't really sold out. It was a sold out gig. It really was, and not not like the WCW sold out. It was actually like <laughs> an actual sell out gig. So that was fun uh, in Cork of all places. Now I love Cork. I hate going to Cork because it's three and a half hours, three and a half, three and a half hours back, and then either you get a taxi from the airport or or you might catch the Nightlink home. I managed to catch the Nightlink home last night. Save myself thirty five euro. I was thrilled, but I was on a bus for eleven hours. Oh lord. 
Yeah. That's, so, that's dedication to the craft. Man, and you know what? We make fun of independent wrestlers saying nearly the hot dog and a handshake. We didn't even get that. <laughs> we did get paid, though. So, I mean, that's better. <laughs> and, it, you know, like... You, know, you can uh, use money to buy hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? The thing from The Simpsons. Uh, yeah. Money, money buys many, buy hot many hot dogs. <laughs> Oh, lads. Oh, it's it's funny, though. Like, at least with metal, there is kind of like a payoff at some point. It isn't just a handshake and a hot dog, you know, which can happen. I, I saw this mad thing, actually. I just want to, on that point, I saw this mad thing on the internet, right, from an independent deathmatch show. So, Dave, I'm blaming you for this because you're the deathmatch ma- death guy. I was on the True Penny channel uh, oh, last oh, week. Our, our Dave. Our Dave, yeah. All oh, right. He's Dave. bloodthirsty like you I wouldn't believe him. I thought you meant Meltzer. No, 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 our Dave, he's bloodthirsty like you wouldn't believe. Uh, I was on the True Penny channel uh, last week. And guys, if you're on True Penny, check that out. We had a really good time talking to James about all the things. Um, and yeah, we were talking about death matches. And I was like, you know, I'm not really a big fan of seeing. Uh, they're watching some crazy thing where loads of like Japanese young ones are getting thrown through glass and everything. And I'm like, I don't want to see that. And he's like, God, oh, Dave Wood. I'm like, yeah, but. That's a, that's sadistic. Like I don't want to see anyone go through any glass. You well, there, know. There you go. That's why you didn't like anarchy in the arena. There you go. I mean, for, for me, <laughs> my, my hardcore wrestling is like the hardcore division, two thousand and one, Rhino versus Raven. Comedy bowling ball spots into the into the groin. No, no, no. A little bit more than that. Rhino versus Raven, two thousand and one, from Backlash. That's about the extent of it, and that's that's a pretty good match, to be fair. But yeah, I mean. I don't know. I I just there's something about glass that just I'm like, man, that why are you hitting each other with glass? Like that's that's ridiculous. Um so yeah, basically there's this spot and it was like two lads. Um your man had this sheet of all I can say is you know glass you put on top of a tabletop. You know Oh not tempered glass. Tempered glass, that was it. And then he had like fireworks all around it, like firecrackers. And this yeah. other guy was like, who who the move was going to be done on was just holding it and the referee helped help him uh help them light it. And he did a big like somersault onto it and both of them just looked in pain afterwards. And I was like, Why? Why were you doing that? Stop it. You know? <laughs> Back in um the sort of latter days of high school and the early days of university, I was in a uh hard not a hardcore uh Backyard wrestling group, basically. Oh, you're told not to do that now, Martin. They had the warnings. They had the warnings. And we weren't even backyard because we couldn't do it in anyone's backyard. So we right. used to go up to a place called Flagstaff. There's a mountain over Newry called Flagstaff. And we went up there and we dug holes in the ground and we set posts and we'd <sighs> set up a ring. And then whenever we were leaving, we'd uh, take the posts out um because they were set in with concrete and with like wow. a like an iron uh uh tube right and we'd take when we were leaving we'd take them out and we'd place the sod back back over it so no one um, could steal your stuff so no well well no just because like so no one would know what we were doing up there oh um, wow. And also, you wanted to get out of there at a certain time of the evening because it was apparently a notorious dogging hotspot as well. Oh wow! But <laughs> but um, I remember <laughs> a whole new meaning, a whole new meaning of of uh, road dog. <laughs> road dog. <laughs> um, 
so we were up there. <laughs> we had a, we had a, we put an event on up there one day, and uh, I mean, it's not like there was an event there every day. <laughs> there was Sorry, plenty, of, plenty of events, but we had a, a wrestling event on there one day. And... Uh, it's you're just you're not making it better. <laughs> And it was going to end. It was going to end with me um, getting thrown thrown off a ladder through a table covered in barbed wire. Right? Wow. Okay, that's not too now, bad. Be- now bear in mind, th- there was neither going to be a handshake nor a hot dog, nor like you know maybe <laughs> a couple of couple of people from the local school would see it, and ten or twelve people might watch it on the <laughs> the wee website we had going in the early noughties. Um, but we got up there and uh, no barbed wire, and we thought, "Fuck, we'll go and oh, sorry, okay, sorry." We thought, "Fuck it, we'll go and uh, cut barbed wire off one of the fences." Oh no! And it was all like, "This is how this, you get locked, jaw." <laughs> this is don't, exactly. Don't do this, folks. Don't do this. <laughs> so we we went to cut it off one of the fences, and I was looking at this like it's all mangled and rusty and stuff, and I was like, "No." that's a good idea and then your man went oh hold on and he, he went off to his car and he came back with his box and he says it's not barbed wire but um Erwin's moved house what about this and it was a big box of uh light bulbs like just oh. ordin- ordinary oh my god ordinary light bulbs right so i was like yeah light bulbs really flimsy glass that's grand no no threw them on well that thing sliced my back from top to bottom and side to side and I still have if you look at the bottom of my back you can still see the big dirty pink scar <laughs> along the bottom Sorry, no <laughs> I got, and I got neither a handshake nor a hot dog and the website that it was on doesn't even exist anymore <laughs> even these lads probably got a hot dog out of it so I mean and I was able to see it over the internet. So fair play to you, Martin. Folks, if you're listening to this, don't do that. Um don't, 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 do, that. Do, that. <laughs> don't do that. That's that's a terrible idea. Um yeah. find well, yourself a proper wrestling school, go get trained, you will not regret it. No, I mean look, rolling around the glass, you know, you think would be a bad idea. And it is. Don't do it. Not worth it. No, and, and before we actually came out here, me and Dara are having a crack, like genuinely uh, I was going to say if you're a young person, but nah, regardless what age you are, one of the best things you can do with your time for your physical and your mental health is go and either learn uh, a martial art or a self-defense or pro wrestling or oh, absolutely, yeah, something like that. It's the absolute best thing you can do for your mental health, for your physical health, for your social life. Like you'll meet whole new groups of people and like 100% recommend Oh, absolutely. And, it, you know, all joking aside, like, it is something that I'd recommend for everyone. Like, I don't think there's a martial... I don't, one martial art doesn't work for everybody or one style of whatever doesn't work for everybody, but there is one out there for everybody, be it Taekwondo, karate, BJJ, learning to wrestle, professional wrestling. You know, as you said, for all the reasons, health comes uh, as a benefit of that. Like, it's a side rather than being the actual focus. I think there's a lot, there's a lot there. So, yeah, look, I would say absolutely um 100% support you on that man like and here's the thing certain martial arts if you really want to break stuff you, they'll show you how to do it and you won't end up in hospital well you might but you probably won't if you do it the right way if you want to break a brick you can learn to break a brick 
just don't do it at home. <laughs> Get someone to show you how to do that because and practice. <laughs> Especially not if you're from Donegal. The bloody bricks in the houses are falling apart up there. Are they? Yeah, have you not heard about the whole uh, the whole full redress uh, scandal? No. Oh my God, there's this whole scandal in Donegal about all these houses that were built with like these... Uh, that micro and micro. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, my, yeah, I can't remember what the name of it is. But yeah, that's the whole thing. All these homes were built with like these like faulty bricks and faulty cement. And now their people's houses are literally like splitting in two. Wow. Like oh, no. physically from the outside. Yeah, no, I, I think they actually make you break a house brick, like a proper house brick. Yeah. That's that's what you're supposed to break. But it's funny, actually, on, on the point. So, you know, the way like they recently discovered like Roman concrete. Like why it's still standing? Apparently, it's the the volcanic rock is the secret. Oh, that's why it. That's, that's why it's class. just never moving. Like, and it actually has like healing properties. So like, if if there's an earthquake and a crack happens in it, it will auto heal itself. It's like holy hell, that's amazing. So yeah, the Romans figured out two thousand years ago, and we can't like build a house <laughs> that will fall apart. Well, so, it it turns out the whole of. Uh... South Armagh, where I'm from, the the mm. Ring of Gullion, yeah. is actually uh, the ring that we all think of as like um like a series of mountains. Yeah. It's actually not. It's the it's the outline of the crater of a super volcano. Oh wow! That's basically the the whole size of South Armagh. <laughs> so that's that's obviously why we're so so tough and unbreakable. <laughs> Dang, that's that's wild. <laughs> we're just that's wild. We're just volcano people. Volcano people. <laughs> we're Gorons. <laughs> Sorry, I've been playing the new Zelda game. Oh man, that's wild. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, I, I ran them aside, and of course, my name is Daryl Connor. Welcome to the show. And you heard him. Oh you god, know him, yeah, this him. is a wrestling podcast, isn't it? It is. You know him. You love him. One and all. CM Punk still hasn't answered your challenge, Mister Martin Herty. How are things, how are things, Martin? Do you know he did answer and. Uh, and he didn't. Bit, he just he, he decided to he, come back. No, no, he did. He answered. This is right. this is. A, I have a bit of an exclusive for you. Oh well. So, okay. Two weeks ago, me and Punk, he finally got on the phone. Well, it was Ace Steel got on the phone. Oh yes, um, of course. Uh, we did it through a Zoom, and he, he tried to bite me through the screen. I was going to ask. I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he leaned forward, and I saw him move, and then his screen went off, and I was like, Dad, he just just bit the laptop, but. <laughs> Anyway, we, we chatted back and forth. We agreed a time. We agreed a date. We agreed the money for the fight. Okay. It was the purse, if you will. The the, the, the the winner's share of the purse. <laughs> <laughs> and it was supposed to be me and him going one-on-one. I was going to do the big reveal the 17th of June. And then I turn on Dynamite this week, and it turns out that he's run off to AEW Collision, <sighs> debuting on the 17th of June. Dare he ran away. How dare he? So we had the fight sorted. We had everything. We were going to go one-on-one in uh, Croke Park (laughs) (laughs) for 90,000 people and he ran away. Oh. I call that a moral victory. Off to fight Samoa Joe. (laughs) Well, that's our first bit of news. Uh, CM Punk is returning to AEW. Um, Collision. It seems like a show solely built around him because he can't work with the Elite, which is fair. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that that that's a, that's an initial thing. Yeah. And that over time 
everybody will calm down and cop on and realize those like, millionaires need to realize yeah <laughs> need to realize what business they're in you know yeah there's big money here like you know i mean for god's sake if sean and brett could go out and do business like mm. you know um but yeah I'm, I'm really hoping and collision like obviously we haven't seen it yet but it looks awesome it looks like really heavily nitro inspired yeah um I just it, yeah <laughs> you mean they they literally stole the the font yeah look, like, but it looks like i love it um but i'm really hoping and i don't know if i'm gonna get this i'm really hoping it has a completely different set from dynamite because i know it sounds superficial but if you're gonna set the two shows apart and make them feel different like it it can't just be the dynamite set with collision up on the screen. No, it can't. It has to be. I was watching, watching something during the week, and it, it had its own set. You know, it had like a, a completely different set, and like a physical set. They need to do that. They they really oh, do. Like hundred percent. It, it, it can't just be a case of oh we changed the ropes or whatever because like that's. <laughs> That's more annoying than than a, than a roster split not meaning anything, because then it's just like okay, well, why am I watching this? What is the point? Like it's it's, just... it's so stale. That's that's part of what killed Rampage. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like why, just... why would you bother watching it? Like, there's there's just, no reason. Just change the ring apron and like, no nah, man, they need. And I I genuinely do have high hopes for this, and maybe I'm being naive or whatever, but I don't think so. No, if, I don't think so. If they've got it. Dif- a different set oh my god a physical set my heart would leap with joy do you remember when they used to come out in nitro nitro and they had the the big physical wcw signs each side yes oh if they come out and there's two big aw signs and like you can get thrown into them or climb up them or oh. look um, the thing about it is man you know if they're not willing to if they're not willing to put in that effort, if they're not willing to at least do the bare minimum here, it's a different. And that's the thing that TNA did, you know, back in the day. You know, they they went and differentiated themselves fully. They had the impact zone, and look, yeah. it, it was the impact zone. You knew you were in the impact zone for better or worse, usually better. On it, it was there, yeah. You know, no, but you're 100 right. There's no point in trying to compete with WWE. You have to be an alternative. You have to yeah. be. You can't beat them you just have to be something else and the fact that people are like listen we don't like the fact that wwe half-ass it with their with their stage setup there you go yeah. that's something you can invest money into you know and it's we're not talking about going off and like armor getting 1999 that wasn't a good pay-per-view i mean it had its moments but i still remember the set with all the cars and stuff looked amazing awesome <laughs> it's like, uh, you know bloody... a little bit of effort Halloween Havoc like that yeah. was literally just an inflatable pumpkin and people still talk about it like the big swinging things from Backlash oh my god like you can get really creative with these things and look yeah they probably cost a few more quid um, but it actually it, it actually ties into one of the notes I have about uh, Night of Champions so you know yeah. when Wa- Walter comes out yeah. and uh, WWE do this Oh, I hate it so much. This thing where it's like a 
a digital entrance. Yes. You know, I really don't like it either. Yeah, oh, I, hate I hate it. it so much. But for Walter's digital entrance, what happens is all these amazing banners with Walter's silhouette on them drop around the ring, right? Mm. How awesome would that look if it actually happened? Like if they just rigged up the lighting set to drop these like class banners as 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 Walter was coming down. Like it's you know, you're charging people I I bought my Wembley tickets for all in and they were two hundred and seventy quid, so you know. But look, give us a give us a bit of a show. But like not even that, like you know, I wouldn't expect it for everybody. But if it just looked different, if it just had its own feel, and I think that's the problem when when you're going back and you're watching these shows. It's like the digital, the di- the fact that it's, it's I don't even think it's cheaper sometimes to, to to do the whole digital thing because that can actually cost a fair bit, um, and I think I think people kind of lose sight that digital digital effects they're not free, you know, and if yeah. they're done bad, they're done bad. Like, I mean look at marvel movies sometimes like that the reason why the the dip happens is because they're overworked you know um 100 so i I think it's more beneficial and the thing about it is like you can have them there like people still want the smackdown fist back you know (laughs) yeah it's just like the 20 something years later and he still want it back yeah you know and it was it was even goofy looking at the time it was goofy looking at the time yeah it was the fact that it was real you yeah. know, it was, it's like, um, like what, what's the best Jurassic Park movie? Oh, it's, uh, the best one is technically the second one, but the first one is obviously the one you're going to go for. The second one is actually the best movie. But even, even the first and the second one, those are the ones that relied on animatronics with, um, CGI to supplement the animatronics and then you get into the jurassic world ones where it's all yeah cgi yeah and it's very impressive and it looks to be fair i'd much rather go to jurassic world than jurassic park if i had a choice because there's a starbucks there that's true and then of course jeff goldblum's famous line in jurassic park you uh you do plan on eventually having uh dinosaurs on your uh dinosaur tour <laughs> That's true. You can actually see dinosaurs in, in Jurassic World. So I mean, Jurassic. you know. But I think people like those um, physical effects, and particularly if you're going to a live show, you want those physical effects there. Yeah, look, it's what I say. Look, it, um, you know, to 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 draw the analogy to to a metal show. You know, I don't want to see four lads up there wearing t-shirts. No, Just don't. I, I mean, I just don't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like if, if I'm gonna see a band play, that's boring as hell. You know, give me a show. You know, yeah. And no matter how goofy it is, it's like do something. You know, go. You know, and that's important. And if, if you can take that away, you know, it, it is a lot because it's it's the medium. You know, you're not you're, you're the thing that they're selling in a wrestling show is the show. Wrestling's part of it your three ring your three ring circus kind of thing is but at the yeah. end of the day it's the show it's not it's not the yeah. sport no matter how much we like to uh sometimes say well, the, it is because it's not the sport is part of the spectacle correct correct but, but i mean yeah it still needs everything else yeah yeah and and i mean a, um aw 
sometimes gets that, but then they don't go far enough. WWE goes too far the other way. And I think what if AEW, while planning for this show, they should be like, right, we're at a very, a very interesting crossroads here because if we don't differentiate this, it's just going to fail because everyone, yeah. no one's going to watch it. It's going to be like Dynamite. It's like, we're just going to watch Dynamite and that's it because you've told us that's the important one. I, I really, really hope that, and do you know what? Maybe the fact that it failed is a good thing. Like here, okay, I really, on, on. really hope they've learned a lesson from. Hear me out here, right? Based the show around Punk. But yeah, it I'm, looks like it is going to be. No, but what I mean about that is, I mean, actually base it around Punk. The ropes are in uh, Chicago colors. The ring apron is is Punk's face. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm, not being, I'm not being facetious. I mean, like, actually just have a big blow up doll of Punk on either side. You know, just really go for it. I mean, if that's going to differentiate where it's like, yeah, because, okay, right. <laughs> 1999 WWE had the McMahon Helmsley era, right? And the Titan Tron was, was there, but on the side of it, they had a big portrait of, of Triple H and a big portrait of Stephanie, right? And for like oh, four right, months, yeah. yeah, for four months, they had that as the show. And when you're watching it, you're like, okay, this doesn't feel like Raw because Triple yeah, H is everything only you over. like that because you're the only... The only, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. You're the only Triple H fan I've <laughs> ever met. <laughs> but, but I mean, when you're watching that show, and we might we might go back and watch that show, those shows, and you can you can feel the difference. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, Vince isn't running this. He obviously was, but you were. It was so differently packaged that you're like, right, okay, this feels different, and that's what they need to do. And if it is going as extreme as having a big portrait of a punk. Why not? I mean, that would get him over as the biggest heel in the world. Imagine well, him going to you like... Actually, you make a good point there. He needs to come back as a heel. Oh, he does. I mean, he needs to come back and like just love being a heel. He's like, he has yeah, because I'm brilliant. completely missed his opportunity to come back. Like, Do you remember the first time he returned yeah. with the rampage, uh, the first dance? Yeah, no, that, he can't that's do that. Go, that's gone. That's gone. Can't no, do that's that gone. again. Like the he only has place to come back. As... The only place he'll get those those cheers will be Chicago. That's yeah. it. But but even like look at MJF. MJF is a heel everywhere except Long Island. Yeah. So you can still be a heel and be a face in your hometown. You know. Oh yeah, but I mean, he like even when it was announced, or when his name was announced. A lot of people were booing it. Oh, yeah. You know, and the thing about it is, it's like, right, you know, he's a lot better as a heel, a lot more interesting as a heel. Well, Sherlock, from day one, hasn't the reason, and like, I loved, absolutely loved Punk's run. I thought it was not only one of the best runs in AEW, I thought it was one of the best year-long runs in wrestling history. But mm. you couldn't buy into it because to you, punk is a heel. Yeah. And you hated what? What would you call him? Uh, Walmart. Walmart. Leader, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hated that. I did hate it. Yeah. Yeah, because 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 it was so you, disingenuous. It was a waste of the character. Yeah, it was, like here's the thing: he can be completely unchained now, and just go hell for like pretty much all the stuff he was doing anyway. He can just do it now and go, oh, it's just a character, you know, instead of just. Him being like that, you know, he can just lean into it. And imagine him showing up at a show and being like, you know, 
it, it's a monument to him. He's like, yes, I'm the best in the world. I deserve this. And just, you know. Oh, he can. It would be yeah. brilliant. It would be brilliant. Take, like, Kenny and the Bucks will be on Dynamite, like, putting on, you know, killing themselves, putting on the best matches in the world. And he can, like, take the piss out of them and, like, that yeah. nuclear heat. And You know what it can be? It can be, like, if the, I, they might... <laughs> If they have the awareness to do it, it would be incredible. But there needs to be a certain amount of awareness here. Yeah. They're already stealing from WCW, right? Steal from WCW, right? Oh, yeah. Make it an NWO show. But instead of the NWO, it's CM Punk. Yeah. Where the whole show is basically his vanity show. You know, his vanity project. Oh, have them have them slag off Dynamite. Like, have them oh, be... Yeah. The collision is where it's at. And, like... And and the fact that like beyond punk, like this is a whole, <laughs> this is a whole uh, like a basket case of of outcasts. Like you've got Miro on this show, you've got Andrade on this show, you've got Thunderosa on this show. <laughs> it's like that's what I'm saying. It's where they you, took all the problem wrestlers and put them here. Yeah, you dude, let them you, ha- you you have the NWO like yeah. just there, but and instead of the NWO. It's wrestlers that can't wrestle with anybody because they're problems. Yeah, but it's I, I like you say I, and I tr- I think that they do. Uh, recognize what they have, make it different, learn the lesson from Rampage, and like yeah. breaks my heart to say it because when Rampage was announced, oh I you were so, you were over the moon. I was so because I, it's like a one hour show. I was like that's amazing. That's so easily easily digestible. That's you know, put it on and give me three banger matches and three class promos and bang, it's done in 60 minutes. Like, that's incredible. And it just didn't turn out that way. So uh, there, there's a report that there's going to be a stable around Punk at Collision. That, that, that's amazing. Like, that's... But that makes sense. The thing about it is, if... if again, she, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would I would lean more into that. I would literally build the entire show around them. Do you know what I was watching during the week? And she hasn't been mentioned yet. Hmm. But I was watching. Um, I don't know if you've seen the latest OSW. No. It's all about T. It's a whole new TNA arc. Oh, amazing! It's the um, what do they call them? The main event mafia. Oh yes, the they were so good, right? I mean the the OSW shows are so good. This the main event Mafia wasn't bad. To be fair, respect, got respect. <laughs> it's all about respect. But anyway, um, they're talking about it, and on it is Serena Deeb, and then yes. they were talking about yeah, Serena Deeb was in Punk's outfit in WWE. Yeah, the Straight Edge Society, yeah. Yeah, she's the one who got her head shaved. She's yeah. in AEW and she hasn't been heard from oh, for months. That's interesting. Months. No, like, literally nothing. And, like, they would always even keep her, because she's such a good wrestler, Um, they would even, if they weren't pushing her, they would have her come out and wrestle a new person and just... Oh. She's, she's a real learning wrestler. Like, you'd go in the ring with her and you'd, you'd learn yeah, a lot. Yeah, she's a trainer now as well. Yeah. Nothing. Haven't heard from her in months. Interesting. Like, so, the thing about it is, I, I mean, look, you have Punk. He's nuclear heat anyway. Yeah. You, you got, like, 
I would just be like, right, we're 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 going hell for leather here. The ropes are in the Chicago colors. The banners have a portrait of Punk everywhere. The wrestlers have to swear an oath of allegiance to Punk. I mean, <laughs> really go for it. Because the thing about it is, it's like people would watch that because they're like, man, this is very over the top, or this is so annoying, or that. And then he comes out and he says, "Yeah, I'm brilliant," you know. And it's just this just, just incredible amount of just, you know. And then when when you can run a story off that where you have even bring over um what's your man's name the cowboy lad oh hangman adam page yeah you hangman goes over and he's like you're actually not great he cuts a promo on him and then that's the big feud and then what happens is about two months later or after the pay-per-view when he wins the show goes back to some kind of normality based on like you know being normal that's your feud that's what that's how you book it there's so much to do with it yeah, There's but so much but, but there needs to be awareness. They need yeah. to understand. They need they need to have self awareness because if there's no self awareness, they won't do that. Well, look, we will find out in fourteen days. I cannot wait for. I like. I'm genuinely, and and it's because I'm not just hyped because like it's a new show and punks back and all that. It's a genuine like um, tipping point moment for AEW because they've built up such good faith with people for so long but I mean they've, they've had a few stumbles things yes. haven't always been like I mean I think people over exaggerate the past year but things genuinely haven't been I have to be honest with you man I I thought the brawl out thing was the best thing AEW ever did oh it was me if, if they'd been able to capitalise on it like like it or not like do you, do you not remember when we did the review of it and I was like, oh my God, I was watching it and I was like, this is the best promo ever. This is a, like, he's setting up the like, best he's, promo he's, ever. he's setting up like dozens of, of feuds for the next year. Like, this is amazing. And then all these reports started coming out that it was real. And I was just like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. You have to just let them off. That's the thing. You just have to let them go because, you know, I don't know. Look, we'll get into it, but, you know, Punk's whole thing, he hasn't wrestled and he's kept himself more relevant than most of the guys on the show. I mean, I was watching Double or None and, you know, I was more interested in what was going on backstage than I was. And it, it, it's it's the old, you know, WWE thing from like 2018 where it's like, I really don't care what's going on, but the backstage stuff is very interesting. And that's I mean, punk's that's punk's whole like mo. Like punk just disappeared for seven years, and everybody was fascinated with. It. Like crowds were chanting. Do you know what punk did? What punk took Jim Cornette's uh, catchphrase? You know, how can I miss you if you won't go away? Mm. And he took it to the extreme. <laughs> He he never came back, and then everybody just went nut. Like, do you remember there was a whole period, like of about three years, where crowds just chanted CM Punk in the middle of matches? But that was, but that was like a statement of being against what they were watching. So instead of booing it, they would just chant CM Punk. But that that's what I mean. Like that, like, and he didn't engineer any of that. He just said nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. He is like like for all his faults, he is genuinely one of the most 
fascinating characters in wrestling. He is he's one of the greatest workers. Yeah. Ever. He really is. And that's he why really is. and that's why I hope that if he has been given a sort of an undue amount of influence over collision. Like normally I wouldn't like the idea of a wrestler having apparently he has complete creative control. Well, for his, for his own storylines, but if he has, I I would, I would kind of trust him. I would kind of trust that he would do really interesting storylines and interesting matches. And what about me? Just like, Oh brother, that doesn't work for me tonight, brother. Oh my god! Like, like, so, like from day one of AEW, people have been going, "Oh my god, it's WCW." It is. It, it's it, total it is. nonsense. Absolute nonsense. It's not. But, Man, they're they're using if if Punk got that level of control and used it like that, I my my heart would break. It would actually. I mean, break. they're literally using WCW like fonts and everything. Like, yeah, but they're using stuff. They're using like. Good WCW. So people say WCW as like a bad thing these days. Yeah, that's true. But people forget that there was a period of bloody great WCW. And in fact, you know what I was thinking for one of our arcs somewhere right. down the line? Right. We should do like an pre-NWO, like an early mid-90s oh. WCW arc. Like, That'd be unreal. You know, like, like a... Um, Surfer Sting, and yes, yes, original Cactus Jack and original Vader, and like WCW during then was brilliant. I mean, even into even into the NWO as well. Like it, the wheels only really fell off. Well, I mean, what was it? Nineteen ninety nine when when yeah, we were covering N- it. But the NWO stuff has been covered to death. Yeah, like there's a whole period there of really genuinely good WCW like four horsemen Aaron Anderson like there's there's really genuinely really good matches there that I watched as a kid and I don't think I appreciated because it was easier to look at WWF and go oh there's the Manator and Juke the Dumpster and <laughs> you know the Manator pretty, yeah whereas like WCW at the time was doing these much more complex, not realistic, but much more grounded characters, and yeah, that's just something to think about. I I think that's a great idea, man. Like say, right. even even a broken clock gives the right time twice a day. <laughs> so here, speak speaking of broken clocks, Rin, Rin, uh, what do you think of? So hold on, we'll we we talked some AEW. So we'll quickly we'll quickly compare the two pay per views. So one was on a Saturday and one was on the Sunday. Well, right, just just before we do one yep. very last quick moment of news. Sure. Today is June third, June twenty ninth. Finally, AEW Fight Forever gets released. The spiritual successor to the greatest wrestling game ever, No Mercy. Will you be getting it, Dara? When it's a fiver. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I'm okay with that because I understand that mentality and I will support you in that. But if I find out that you've waited till it was a fiver but paid 60 quid for 2K23, me and you's going to have words. Well, I've already got 2K23. 
So you did pay for it. No, 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 no. In all, in all, in all, uh, in all oh, truth. Oh, do you use your? In all truth, <laughs> I got a review copy, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, I, I will not. Uh, you know, I will be given a review of Two K Twenty Three eventually, um, in the near future. But no, I didn't pay sixty quid for that. Don't Sa- worry. Save it till the end of the month, and we'll do a. We'll do a double episode. You can review 2K23 oh, and I'll review Fight oh, Forever. Cool. Okay, I think, that, I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, nice. It's a really good idea. Right, <laughs> on you go. Okay, so, um, right. You watched both of these shows. Did you watch them both together or, like, how did you do it? Yes, together. I set up two televisions side by side. <laughs> the, the <simulcast>. <laughs> said, go! <laughs> Uh, No, Uh, do you know what? I watched them both twice. I was out with a couple of friends from Iceland. And I don't know what you know about the Icelandics, but you think we're big drinkers in Ireland. Those lunatics have us bet. Um, I was out with a few of them on Saturday night and I came back and tried to watch uh, Night of Champions. I believe I might have texted you and Dave a number of times (laughs) about 2 a.m. out of my mind. Um, so I had to watch it again then during the week. And then because it was so destroyed on the Saturday, I sat up the Sunday to watch Double or Nothing. This time, just more hungover than any human being deserves to be. Uh, so it also deserved another viewing during the week. So I've seen both of them twice. Okay, that's fair. I watched... I watched the second one when I got back from London because I was off on the Monday and Tuesday. Um, well, not Tuesday. I was off the Monday. I was watching it on Tuesday. Um, and I watched most of Night of Champions live, which was grand after because I, I was at MCM Comic-Con in London last week. Oh, very good. And it just happened to be on after Comic-Con, which was nice. Um, so, yeah, I, I that's how I watched them. So it was... How come, huh? how, how come we didn't have a stall at London Comic-Con? We will. I'm gonna try to get us one. I'm gonna try, try to get us one next year. Like it, man, that place is huge. A huge thousands, hundreds of thousands of people were just past. I've never seen so many people in my life. So you know what we need to do. Yeah. Even if they won't give us a stall, it's so big that we could probably get in there with like a table. And just you know what? We probably could just set pro- set a table up. We probably could. I know they have a media center and stuff like that. So I will look into it next year. But man. It's such a like, it's 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 a huge place. But afterwards, I was like, right, uh, I'm wrecked. I'm exhausted. What's on? Oh my god, I couldn't believe it was on. I was like, oh yeah, that's on. So it was nice to just kind of sit down and actually be able to enjoy the pay per view. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. So look, we'll we'll well, we have twenty minutes to get through these. So let's go ten minute and ten minutes. So which one do you want to go with first? Um. Well, Native Champions was on first. So okay. So we do. So Champions. what do you, what do you want to do? We'll do like. Sort of general overview, and then yeah. when we go into the, when yeah, we go into the, we'll go into more detail on the podcast side of it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. Um, All right, fair, good plan. Let's go. So, not, yeah, Night of Champions was kind of tale of three or four matches, but I, I, overall, I thought it was a very, very good show, very, very strong show, um, for the most part. Um, the opening up with the World Heavyweight Championship was was actually a, a genius way. Like it, it was very good. It, it really got the got the show started off well um it was a very good match uh set rollins was the heavy favorite which was kind of bizarre really to think about it they, they did not like aj at all um which was also kind of strange um 
but yeah, AJ AJ should have won, but I'm also kind of glad set won. Uh, set won. Yeah, well, um, of course but... they didn't like AJ. It was um, it was Islamic mathematicians who first figured out that the Earth wasn't flat. <laughs> so no, it was the Greeks. Was it? No, yeah, it was, no, it was uh, the Greeks. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was, and then it was rediscovered. I'm nearly certain Neil deGrasse Tyson told me it was uh, an Islamic fella. It was probably rediscovered in the know. Renaissance. Dara, the... I have too much love and respect for you to argue with you. So. We, so will, we will pick this up next week when you, we have time you, for the, the... You take it up with Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go one-on-one -on -one with Punk and you go one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> you, you'll be in Punk's corner and deGrasse Tyson will be in my corner. <laughs> Oh my god, we actually could sell out Croke Park. <laughs> totally good. Um, but no, that's fair. I mean, look, that could be true, could not be true. But I, you know, I, I, I would say the Greeks figured it out because you know they they did. You know. Anyway, there's a it's a whole thing. <laughs> we're not getting yeah, into Greek we philosophy. Don't, we don't need to fall out over it. <laughs> no, we're not getting into Greek philosophy. It's not happening. Uh, this All right, Plato. It wasn't Plato. Who was it? <laughs> no, it was. It was. It wasn't Donatello. It could have been Donatello, not the ah. turtle. The, no, no, no. You're sorry. You're. I said Play-Doh. Oh, Play-Doh. Yeah, because your mind's so mushy and malleable. No, that's fair. I'm talking about the philosopher. <laughs> I was like, no. Don I think it was Donatello who had. The, I'll, I'll figure it out for next week. Other than that, I really enjoyed uh, Gunther and uh, Mustafa Ali. I, I was amazed oh. Mustafa didn't win actually, but Gunther killed him, and it was just like, wow, that's actually a very good. It's the best Mustafa's ever looked. In a semi squash match, to be fair, I thought and, uh, it was the perfect um, match. It it wasn't a squash, but it uh, it was so well balanced. It wasn't a squash, but it gave Mustafa like such like it made him look so good. Like he was such a, a fighting champion against this overwhelmingly dominant force. But yeah, in the end, uh, uh, Walter just murdered him. Yeah. Like I mean, but that's what you wanted, and the crowd. Oh yeah, it was it was, it was really well balanced. Well, the crowd were like disappointed. They're also like, "Oh, that was really good." You know, <laughs> it was weird because like Mustafa is is, is like was the the heavy favorite, even the the video packages before and all that kind of stuff. But Gunther's still just that like force of nature where you're like, "Holy hell, yeah!" Like that's he is the champion for a reason, you know. Oh, uh, that was great. he is the. I think I've said this on the show before. If I could take anyone from WWE and put them in AEW, he is the only... Well, okay, him and Asuka, but right. he would be my number one pick. Oh, that's fair. That's totally fair. Um, Speaking of new champions, we had Asuka, who defeated Bianca. And I mean, I was over the moon. I, I think yeah. Bianca's uh, title reign has been very underwhelming, um, which is a shame. But uh, Oscar is just. She's I mean, a, it's been she's grand. Fire. She's just. She's done everything that like. That's what, the problem. Like, if she did Oscar, what was she going to do next? No, it's it's that the character doesn't change. I mean, she just spins her hair around, and that's about it. And it's like, listen, I need you to do, I need you to do something else, that yeah. isn't that, you know. And you know, if I was in her position now, I'd be like, right, let's reinvent. Because every time Oscar comes back, she's still Oscar, but she reinvents herself in such a way that you're like, oh. This is very interesting. And that whole feud was actually great, though. Um, so I'm glad she won. Rhea Ripley and, also had a moment. also just awesome for Asuka. Like, oh, yeah. What Absolutely. a deserving, amazing wrestler. 
Um, Rhea Sorry. annihilated Natalia in like a minute, which was fair. <laughs> I mean, I thought they could have done a kind of a reverse Walter Mustafa thing there. Like they could yeah. have had Natalia go eight minutes, still had Rhea look dominant. It seemed kind of pointless to fly Natalia to Saudi Arabia to bring her out to beat her in a minute. Like, I don't know. Like I say, I don't Natalia watch Natalia needed, week look, week, Nata- so. look, she got paid. Yeah. Yeah. Look, maybe you know. Natalia can't even go anymore. Maybe That's what I thought too. That, maybe that she was, can't do. That was my, that was my thought on that actually. I was like, is she, you know, maybe she, she has it in her contract where she look, I need to be in all these shows to get the paycheck or something because, um, yeah, maybe she just can't go anymore, man. And Rhea just needed the moment, you know? Yeah, yeah, look, I've, I'm not particularly bothered by it, yeah. Brock defeated Cody, thank God, in about uh, nine minutes and 40 seconds. Tell I, you, man, this is... Sorry, go ahead, you give your... I, I didn't watch this match. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just happy that it was over. Okay, so you didn't watch this match, and I'm going to tell you what happened, right? Go on. Cody comes out with his broken arm. His arm's so broken that when he does his whoa bit, he can't even put both arms up. So he starts his match with Brock Lesnar, the man who ended the Undertaker streak with one arm. Mm. Cody valiantly fights through it, and he nearly beats Brock Lesnar a couple of times. And then Brock Lesnar puts his broken arm in a Kimura Several oh. times, ta- several times, and Cody breaks out of it and rolls out of it and gets the ropes and blah blah. Right, and then in the end, he he didn't tap. He he passed out. That's this not is a thing. this is exactly, exactly what happened, Cody in AEW. He pushes this uber white meat baby face thing. He refuses to go heel. He refuses to do anything with any subtlety or nuance to it and the crowd turns against them so look and I don't know if this is going to sound controversial or not but this is it WWE fans only like Cody because he left AEW that's it that's the only reason they like him if you're a pure WWE fan and you've never watched AEW all he is is Stardust who has come back hold on he's taking the makeup off Stardust was amazing (laughs) <laughs> Dash again, and Co- Dash and Cody Rhodes was amazing. Again, you're the only man I've ever met who says Triple H is his favorite wrestler, and you're the only man who loves Stardust. What wasn't there to like about Stardust? He was great. <laughs> but the point is that, and I genuinely, and I don't mean this is a tribal thing. Like the only reason WWE fans love Cody Rhodes is because he left the competition, and he's the right. only one who left. And came to them, right? Right. See this relentless, I'm just the the best, I'm the white meat baby face, I never do any wrong, and I always fight for the good, and blah, blah. That irritates modern fans very, very quickly. Very I've, quickly. I find the whole thing, I find his whole character extremely irritating. I mean, <laughs> it, it, as you said, a lot of it just... <laughs> I know you're shocked. Um, it's more just I'm like, as you said, it's everything he's done in AEW again, and I'm like, I didn't care the first time. 
God, do you remember like in AEW when he ended racism? Like, <laughs> yeah. he's, like he's, he kept that speech. <laughs> like, oh my he God, was like, he was in AEW for three years before he left. Right. Three years, those fans, and they were so behind him at the start. Yeah. And then he actually benefited from the pandemic because things were getting to be bit, uh, and then it was like, he gave that really great speech at the start of the pandemic that like we're still here and we're we're going blah blah blah, and that kept him going. Mm. And then he solved racism, and then he got his back set on fire. And I mean, bit by bit, every week you could hear very loud cheers, but that section that was booing was mm. growing bigger and bigger every week because see that. It's it's Superman, right? Yeah. It's an absolutely pure, incorruptible good guy is boring. Yeah. It's so boring. No, absolutely. It is. And you know, it, it's the problem with Superman. Uh it, like it's same with Cena, um, Hulk Hogan, even Re- Roman Reigns, to be honest with you. Not now, but before he did his Yeah, but sure, he only became thing. popular when he when yeah. he turned. No, absolutely. It's yeah. because it's very, very hard to book a Superman. It's very hard to book someone who just does it for the right reasons. And it's like, all right. No, yeah, you're it, not. You know, it, it's very disingenuous. And that that's it, kind of... Sorry, go on. Uh, no, but yeah, and even if it's not disingenuous, mm. it's uh, it's grating. Because yeah. it's a guy standing up there saying he's better than you. Yeah. No, that that's it. And it's, it's just kind of like... Right. Um... <laughs> Where do we go from there? You know, and it's it's just never it's never good. It's never fun. It's never something I want to see more of. So I just I just can't I just can't with him. I'm like, God no, please go away. I, I and he never does. No, no, I, exactly. And I honestly think part of the uh, reason he left AEW was um, he refused to turn heel. He said he won't turn heel because apparently he's 37 now. I think. Uh, and he says he wants to be done with wrestling by the time he's 40 and he wants to go into politics. Oh. So he doesn't want like, uh, you know, a load of footage of him doing a load of heel stuff. Like, you know, because that's had such a detrimental effect on the mayor of Knoxville. Well, um, he's already done loads of heel stuff. Yeah, well, whatever his reasoning is, like that—that's—that's that's what he's given now, right? And that's why apparently why he refused to turn heel. And like I thought this was all a work. Like when he was in AEW, he was doing this like super babyface stuff and getting booed for it. And I was like, this guy is on the verge of the greatest heel turn ever, and he's going to do one of those amazing heel turns where he turns heel mm. and thinks he's still the babyface. And it's going to be the best story ever. And then he just left and went somewhere else to be babyface. I think mm. he just really wants to be cheered. I think so too. I, I think I think he believes that he deserves to be uh, cheered. You know, that he is as big of a star. Cause I don't know anyone who goes, I'm a Cody Rhodes fan. Like, un- unless they're like, they, they just, you know, they, they just really, really like AEW. And they're they like the for him, 
But I don't know anyone who's a Cody Rhodes fan. Well, I always like look. I always liked his matches, even when the character was a bit irksome. I really like his style of wrestling. I like that old school WCW wrestling, Southern mm. style, yeah. like uh, NWA Rass- like, <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> yeah, when he like when he was NWA champion, I really like that. And mm. you know that's that's good. But I mean, it's like we were talking earlier about wrestling is. Yes, it is the wrestling, but it is also the character. It is also the presentation. It is also the spectacle. And he has the wrestling side down of it. <sighs> Everton else is... Like, I, don't know. I mean, the middle of this match, he had a broken arm. It is literally in a cast. Brock Lesnar has him in a Kimura in the middle of the ring for minutes. And he struggles valiantly to the ropes. It's like... That's not even like that's not baby face, that's just superhero nonsense. Like, you can't superhero nonsense, but it is because it's yeah. not even like uh, it's not even like so. The perfect example, uh, Stone Cold passing out in the sharpshooter, Bret yeah. Hart, yeah, that's a gutsy guy, won't give up, but Bret gets him in the middle of the ring and just breaks him because at the end of the day, he's a human, right. Hmm. Cody's not human Brock friggin Lesnar has Cody's broken arm in a Kimura and Cody struggles to the ropes like it's there there is a very very small time limit before the fact that he came from AEW the novelty of that wears off and people are going to get sick of this nonsense pretty quickly. And if their plan is to put the belt in them at next year's WrestleMania, I think that's going to wear off long before then. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know, man. I'm just... I, I just don't see it. You know, and I, I never... I know some people have seen it and they do like Cody Rhodes and think he's great. But how much of that is, as you said tribalism or whatever you know but look it is what it is we're gonna have to leave it there um we're gonna leave it there because we have hit time on the phoenix of m show we'll be back next week with our live show guys so if you're listening to us now and you're like that was great i want more of it half 10 10 30 friday um over on twitch and youtube all that stuff go over to wrestlingrewind.com all the links are there we will be live. We're going to try to do it more often where we can take your texts, your chats, your calls, all that stuff as well. Martin, is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Yes. Uh, double or nothing was better. That's fair. Uh, don't forget, go over to nerdtonomedia.com and therestmingerwind.com or True Penny Channel where you can get the rest of the podcast right now. See you next week, guys. If you have nothing else to do on a Saturday, do you like nerd things? Now check out Nerd to Know Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 5pm to 6pm, and then head over to nerdtoknowmedia.com for all of our shows as part of the Nerd to Know Media Radio Network. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. Alright, if you please... Blah. That was a box. That was a fucking Sinkara box. Um... You were watching with some Sin Caro, weren't you?
Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The different variations on the... On the I, I was actually really impressed when he would jump into the ring until I found out that there's a wee, uh, there's a wee trampoline there. And that they always recorded twice. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Martin, before we went to break, uh, we were talking about Night of Champions. Kevin Owens, we were. Sami Zayn defeated the Bloodline, giving Roman Reigns his first loss in in a long time, and uh, holding on to the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships and the Bloodline turning on Roman Reigns. So uh, you, you know, you said Dublin Nothing was better, but what did you think about this ending? Yeah, I mean, I said double or nothing was better because it was the end of the <laughs> the, the broadcast, and that's fair. that's that, that's an oversimplification. I mean, there's uh, so so before we talk about this match, I'll talk very generally. Um, there's different styles of presentation and different styles of matches, and a lot of it will just come down to personal preference. Mm. And I mean, like every time we watch these WWE pay-per-views. I have the same issues with them. Mm. Like, so this was three hours and 12 minutes long. Far too long. It had 90 minutes of wrestling on it. Yeah. Like, there's, there's bell to bell. There's like 12 to 15 minutes between each match of, mm. of ads and promos and entrances and, um, nonsense. And look, yeah. And it's just, it, it makes, it drag for me. Um, I actually wanted to ask you, and do you know what? I know you talked about it earlier, um, but I'm going to genuinely defer to your opinion on this. Sure. Because so Cody the open terrible. match. The what? <laughs> Cody <laughs> <was> terrible. <laughs> uh, so the opening match, right? I was yeah. super hyped for it. Right. Seth Rollins, AJ Styles on paper. That's brilliant. Yes. Now, Maybe it's because I was tired. Maybe it's because this world title, I just think, is the dumbest thing ever. Like oh, I don't think it's so bad. But go on. So, well, for me, it's so devalued and stupid, and you couldn't beat the actual champion, and it's such. But but that that that's beside the point. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was the fact that I have a genuinely very real personal dislike for. Seth Rollins, not the character, like the man. Yeah. Well, maybe, okay. Maybe, maybe it was that. But for me, that opening match was so boring. Okay. Now, I accept that I have all these biases, and also it was Saturday, and I was really looking forward to to Double or Nothing on Sunday. So I accept that I have all these biases. So if right. you tell me it was a good match, I will accept it was a good match. What was your view on it? I thought it was a good opening match. Okay. Well, I, don't think, I... I don't think it was a good match, if that makes sense. I mean, for what it was, to get the crowd going, it did its job. There wasn't, But was it the best match of the night? No. Was it the best match that I've seen in a long time? No. Was it the best match even these could have had together? No. But for this night, it did its job. 
But this is what I mean. Like, shouldn't it have been? Seth yeah, Rollins and yeah. AJ Styles—that's a dream match. Yeah. That's like, that's like a like I know they're both in WWE, but that's almost like a forbidden door. Type but thing. it's a but it's a dream match we've seen many times at this point. How, yeah, see, so I don't I don't watch week to week, so this has happened before, has it? Not for this on this level, but yeah. Oh, okay. Well, look, I was I was pretty hyped for it. Um, it and the Walter match were the two things I was really looking forward to, and I was, and I like I genuinely don't want to sound like I'm just down on WWE, but I was very disappointed by that match. No, man. I anyway, think that's fair. I think that's fair. But look, the show overall, on to the the main event, <laughs> the show overall. Um, I was I, I look. Again, I was at Comic-Con. I was completely overly stimulated because of Comic-Cons are just insane. So all I wanted was something that was grand. And this was grand. Was it Was it the best show in the world? No. Well, you know what this was? Because I watched it right after. This was Men in Black 3. Right? <laughs> That's what this was. I had the same I had the same impact on me as Men in Black 3, where I'm like, you know what? Not gonna change the channel. It's grand. And that's what Night of Champions 2023 was for me. Men of Black Tree. Does that answer your question a little bit more? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an indictment. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me about the we you never got talking about the main event specifically. Tell tell me yeah. about the main event. Look, I, I did think the actual build was quite cool as far as like the promo early on in the show where Kevin Owens, where Sammy Zayn was going on and on about God knows what he wrecks my head too um, and then Kevin Owens is like no listen we're going to win we're going to win you have to stop talking like that we're actually going to win and I was like oh that's actually really good so that kind of got me into it um, I I was fully expecting Roman Reigns to just win <laughs> I was like oh, he's going to win and him just having all the belts because that would have been the best but he didn't I mean you know I, I kind of wish they did where he just has all the belts and just wins by himself Um, but no they didn't do that because I mean they have some level of control and um, yeah the turn was cool it was it was great to see them kind of do something so big outside of the US you know like this was this was a big angle this was like bigger than I think it's the biggest thing they've ever done on uh, one of these shows or any shows outside of outside of know, uh, the US. Because sorry, you know hold, on. Think... hold on, they had like two title changes, yeah, including a new title, and they had the breakup of the bloodline. I mean, that's that's a lot. Yeah, actually, yeah. You know, yeah, like, that's a lot. Like, there have been whole WrestleManias where a title hasn't changed. Yeah, exactly, and yeah. it's like that's a really good point. Yeah, it it was a great use of it, you know, because instead of just being like, because it's supposed to be like a WrestleMania, you know, but I often think these shows are nearly better than Wrestlemania in some ways. Do you remember the, the use to describe them as a Wrestlemania level or a Wrestlemania adjacent show? <laughs> a Wrestlemania-like structure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, Dara, you have to buy Tears of the Kingdom because they have <laughs> in it there is a 
a, a mechanism where you can literally fuse stuff. Like you can make anything in the game. Oh my god! Can you make box, just... a boxing structure? No, but but here's the thing. So <laughs> there's these piles of wood everywhere, and you're supposed to use them to make like a like a cart or a trail or whatever. But you can literally make a box-like structure. <laughs> Is that you, what they call it? You need Tears of the Kingdom. Oh my god, that's wonderful! It's a box-like structure. <laughs> Oh wow, I love it. Anyway, so look, um, yeah, I mean, this these shows had a bit of a rocky history. Still, don't really sit well with me for obvious reasons. But at least stuff is happening on them. You know, I think they probably copped on that they're like, "You're just sending us over garbage." You know, we want something to actually happen. And they're probably like, yeah, we kind of were. So here you go. And I, I think they've made peace with the fact that, um, you know, this gives them the opportunity to test stuff out with new markets, obviously make a boatload of money and kind of do some pretty historic stuff. Again, look, I liked watching a pay-per-view at normal times. <laughs> I liked being able to watch a pay-per-view and then do other things after it. That was great. So I'm like, I'm never going to complain about these shows in that sense, because it's like we can watch them like people, you know, instead of like, you know, yeah. Morlocks, where you have to like watch them <laughs> like four in the morning. You're like, oh, my God. Vampires. <laughs> Vampires. It's like, that's why when people are like, Dara, how are you so able to stay up Do you you know, know what, so late? It's like, because I'm a wrestling fan my entire life. <laughs> Do you know what though? I think oh. uh, both companies, I think AEW and WV, are both learning from this. Yeah, they are. The, they they the, are. The American audience is burnt out. Yeah, they have had. Yeah, you know, you know, come here. American right. audience have had Hold the on, come best. You, you know what it is, right? Sorry for interrupting you, but it is what. relevant, right? Last night I played a sold out show in Cork, right? It, there's a reason for that. The Cork fans are amazing. We're deprived people of Cork. Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. Banjos. <laughs> <laughs> so no, when when you're playing Power around... <laughs> for a hundred. You're back. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, I knocked the lead out. I thought you were just laughing. No, no. I was <laughs> like, he really didn't knock. I turned out I'd knocked the lead out, and I was like, "Wow, Dara really liked my banjo joke." He's done one of like those. He's done like one of those really long, silent laughs. <laughs> no, it was an audible laugh. But I mean, yeah, like that's what happened. They they had nothing for ages, or most bands would go to Dublin, and with a result, everybody in Dublin got burned out. So when you play around the country. You know, people show up to shows and the crowds are usually better. No disrespect to the Dublin crowds, obviously, but I mean, it is a capital city kind of thing. And I'm assuming like the same thing happens in America when it comes to wrestling, because it's like, yeah, you get everything. You can just show up to not, a WrestleMania. Not, but, but hold on. Like, not only do Americans get everything in terms of WrestleMania and double or nothing, they also yeah. get Raw and SmackDown and Dynamite. And they yeah. also get. WWE Live and House Rules and like if you're a wrestling fan in the US and the also uh, you left out the most important one TNA Impact TNA the Impact Zone the Impact uh, Zone where you can go and watch what is it like 
seven episodes be recorded <laughs> in one <laughs> setting. But um, so like you, it amazes me. Now I assume there's an expense to it, but it amazes me that they don't go international more often. Because even when they go to Canada, like Canada's only up the road, <laughs> the fans are haywire. It, it, it's not so much the expense. It's the delay, man. That's what it is. But the fact now, like, WWE broke this mold a couple of years ago with Beast from the East. I think that's when it really started to be like, okay. But um, that's what it is. It's because they don't want it taped. And the reason why SmackDown and Raw really can't be done that way all the time is because it needs to be a live show. But with pay-per-views, it's just like, okay, let's just, you know, do it at, an, at, a, at like, you know, five o'clock or whatever. Um, which is yeah. well, no, it's six o'clock usually. It's six p.m. Um, uh, it, it's just, it's just something that is going to take a bit of time for them to really kind of adjust to. But, but I think we're at the point now where we're almost there. But look at these, look at these raw shows mm. where these guys are wrestling the absolute silence, like, and then look at the backlash they had in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is even bloody part of the U.S. But it's just not, you know. It's just yeah, yeah. And yeah like, the but the, like but there is, do you think there, do you think AW they're going to Wembley? They've they've, they've knocked out seventy thousand tickets already, mm. and that's before Punk was even announced, mm. right? Do you think there is an arena anywhere in the US where AW could sell seventy thousand tickets? No, no, no. Of course not. Not really. like the, I think both companies are sort of slowly starting to wake up to the massive potential of the international audience. Yeah. Uh, look, it took them long enough to realise it, but... I know it took them 40 years. <laughs> but then again, I mean, better late than never, in the sense that when you're going to these shows, you can actually be like, okay, uh, you know, you're going to get your full... your full... Um, your full your array full house. Of, yeah, you're, yeah, but also a full array of... Of of fresh people who are coming yeah, and in a, and, and a and rabid audience, yeah, and a loud audience who's popping for everything who want to be there. Oh, like who are who want to be there? Who are mad? I have two bloody tickets to all in. Well, because I was so panicked about getting one the first time. I was that so I, panicked <laughs> that I bought one for one of these bloody upper terraces that's half a mile away. And then I, I did, because I, I've never been to a wrestling show. I mean, I've been to indie shows before, but I've never been to a major wrestling show before. So I didn't even know that they released the tickets in waves. Mm. So that if you don't get like a good ticket on day one, that doesn't mean you have to buy <laughs> a rafters ticket. It means you can just wait till the next wave is released and buy a ticket then. So now I have a really good ticket that I paid 270 bloody quid for. Wow. And I also have a rafter ticket for 30 quid. <laughs> are you going to, and what are you, what are you going to do with them? Well, I'm either going to go and watch the show and at some stage go up to my rafter seat to see what it's like, or <laughs> give that ticket to my good friend Dara. Oh. To go. <laughs> <laughs> free free 30 pound ticket for Dara 
I might take you up on that. Yeah, I love you, but you're not getting the two hundred and seventy pound one. No, I'll tell no, you that. that's fair. That's fair. But I just think it'd be funny to show up and go, "Hey, I just came up to see how the boys are doing." <laughs> yeah, like well, I just yeah, because I just wanted to see what it looked like from from way up there. Because I've had this, I've had this <laughs> thing for so long where I've been watching like big wrestling shows on television, and it's like a mate, like seventy thousand people. 93,000, even though that was a lie, um, <laughs> people in the arena. And I was like, wow, that looks so impressive. But then I look up at like the top corner and I go, what in the hell is that guy even seeing? He's, all he's like, seen is, the, here's the thing. He, he's all three he's quarters is, of a mile away from the ring. No, he, he's not seeing any. All he's seen is like the TV. That's the way the TV's so big. Yeah, but I'm sat at home in my pants with a bottle of whiskey and I see yeah, the TV. Exactly. <laughs> Look, the, and it only cost me 19 quid. But the trick is, the trick is, is, is to get the cheap seats and then just be a heel in the crowd where you cheer for all the, all the bad guys. And that's, that's, <laughs> and you, you they even hear you for, there must be an awful delay where like, uh, so let's say I'm up in the back seats and yeah. then CM Punk comes out and I go, and he's wrestling Kenny Omega and then Kenny Omega comes out but by the time Kenny has come out my sound has travelled <laughs> so now it sounds like I'm booing Kenny Omega it's like oh no no, no I didn't mean that by physics <laughs> no 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 see the, the trick is to be a heel to the crowd <laughs> so that, 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 the, you exactly. people <laughs> you like you like Kenny Omega well I'm going to boo him and boo Punk I don't know. <laughs> well, the show's taking place in, in London, so I can be healed to the crowd. I'll just start singing Irish rebel songs. <laughs> <laughs> Man just gets arrested. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the backpack, Paddy? <laughs> it's just whiskey. <laughs> it's just whiskey, bro, I swear. <laughs> Why is it ticking? I left me watching there. <laughs> I'm just here for a good time. Oh, God, that's funny. Um, oh yeah, it is in London. That'd be funny. Where, where in London? Wembley. Wembley. Wow. That's you know what? I don't know. London is very big, and I think like that was what I was saying about the the Comic Con. Oh. It's just so many people in London. It actually well, is look, like wild. I'm gonna tell you this. I Go have on. a ticket booked. Yeah. Two t- two tickets for the show. Yes. And I have uh, an Airbnb booked. Right. And as long as you promise not to try and feel me up, <laughs> you know. I don't think you have any fear. There's your, there's your accommodation sorted, and your, and your, uh, and your ticket sorted. I'm just concerned that. So I don't know if the listeners know this, but both their girlfriends are called Hannah. That's true. So what if me and you went back to the Airbnb, stoned drunk <laughs> one night, and we were laying in the bed, and I started going. Oh Hannah, and you were going. Oh Hannah, and then the two of us woke up the next morning spooning. <laughs> That's a horrific image. It's you know, it's a horrifying image. Someone's saying. But it, is it is it a risk we're willing to take to give the audience a live show from all in? I I think it's a safe risk. I don't think uh, by zero. I don't think there's any risk in that. By a, a, a live show. Via Skype with you up in the rafters, <laughs> <laughs> me down, me down on the floor. 
you sitting with all the all the all the patricians and I'm just there with the the plebs. Yeah, with me big sign saying mail for Sam. Oh, mail for Sam. Oh man, we could get like a bunch of signs which is like mail for Sa- mail for Sam at the hard camera and then all the way up in the rafters. <laughs> <laughs> mail for Sam. That's uh, uh, listeners, please if you're going to the show, we need to get like a rake of these signs. Yeah. Mayo for Sam, and um, it's funnier because you can't be from Mayo because then it's not funny. And you know what? We're not even actually going to explain what it means. No. Like, so no. for our not our non-Irish listeners, just take it on faith. Dara, I I would lie to you because I'm a reprobate, but Dara would never lie to you. No. Even though he hates him, Dara is the Cody Rhodes of our <laughs> our little trifecta. I yeah, I really don't like Cody Rhodes. Dara's the Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Who's uh, Dave? Who would Dave be? I think Dave would want to be AJ Styles. He'd want to be, but, but I, I don't... think he's Mick Foley. Yeah, no, he's he's too hardcore. I, 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 you know, Nick Gage. I think he's probably the Nick Gage. Yeah, but Nick Gage is a wanker. That's and true. Dave's Dave's, Dave's really nice. nice. And so Mick, Mick Foley. Foley. Yeah, Mick yeah, Foley's Mick Foley, super yeah. hardcore, but also really nice. Really nice. That's true. So, okay, that's so fair. I think. You're Cody Rhodes because you're super white, me baby face. <laughs> Dave is Mick Foley, and I am uh, Jake the Snake. Oh, that's uh, fair. That's yes. fair. I can see that. I, can I have see a that. legacy of substance abuse problems, and I once <laughs> pissed in a suitcase. So, <laughs> did you actually pissed in a suitcase? <laughs> yeah. How did that work? Oh my God. Well, okay. So, the mechanics you don't need to explain, but like the second. Hold on. We're. We're on the podcast. We're on the podcast. Okay. So the suitcase was called Sylvia. (laughs) And uh, I was was going out with her at the time. And we went interrailing. Right. And uh, we landed in uh, Poland. Right. And we eventually found our way in this very odd hostel we were staying at on kind of the edge of this city. Right. Very bleak looking, like really odd. Uh, but the, the 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 hostel was like five euros a night, and also when you signed in, you got a free drink. So nice. we signed in, yeah, it was awesome. We signed That's in, unbelievable. No, it was brilliant. Now, bear in mind, this is back when I was in university. So you're talking like fifteen years ago. Still, I mean, that's still pretty good. So we signed into this hostel, and guy in behind the bar goes. Uh, you uh, you want free drink? You sign in, you get free drink. I was like, uh, yeah. I was like, from Poland. I was like, more of a whiskey man myself, but sure, we're here, so give us a vodka. And he says, okay, what do you want? And I was like, I, I know, whatever the local vodka is. And he pulled out a, a pint glass, and then he opened a bottle of vodka, and he started pouring it, and he said, seven. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> Seven and all the time he's pouring. And I was like, uh, when? And he stopped and then he put, like, I mean, a thimble, a thimble of orange juice <laughs> in on top of the thing. So I drank that and we, uh, we put our stuff up in the, in the room and then we came back downstairs and this band had started and suddenly this hostel that was in like this desolate, abandoned area was now full of people and there was a big party going on and blah 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 and I woke up the next morning 
<laughs> spooning the missus, not the current miss, spooning the missus, and everything was soaked. Oh man, the she was soaked, I was soaked, oh, the, my God. the bed was soaked, the, oh, the blanket was soaked. Oh, no. And she woke up and she said, Oh my god, oh my god, what happened? <laughs> oh my god, did you piss yourself? <laughs> I looked down and there was a there was an empty bottle of cider. I don't know where I got a bottle of cider in Poland. There was an empty bottle of cider beside the bed and I grabbed it and I went, Oh no, no, I just dropped this. And I think it was like I think it was like kayfabe. I think she knew it was fake, but she just chose to believe that because she didn't want to believe she'd been pissed all over in the middle of the night. But where was the suitcase in this? Oh, I mean, under the bed, it obviously dripped through. Oh, man. There you go, folks. <laughs> Don't drink a pint of vodka. So I'm Jake Stick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, that was uh, Martin. You're some man for some stories. I tell you, you wouldn't you wouldn't know this is a wrestling podcast. <laughs> Speaking of wrestling, there Speaking was another of... there was another pay per view which we another superior. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Some some there there is some debate online about it. There is, yeah. So uh, double or nothing from Para- Paradise Nevada, and that was on the Sunday. A little bit more disappointed with this because it was on the Sunday. I was like, oh, okay. So I had to watch it like a day later. It, it so I watched is. it on Tuesday. And, she, and you know what? Tony Khan is fucking English. That I know. It makes no sense. It's like, man, come on. Come on. You, you think he'd have some... And, and he actually started out doing... He did. He, look, I get he it. Did. Like, uh, obviously, Pierre excuse me pay-per-views on a sunday must make more money like there's no other reason that they would yeah it's just it's just because it's 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 ingrained as a wrestling day oh but it's that's what such... it is it makes my monday so hard i know i know like, i'm the same i hate like, it so much like it is already an incredible draining painful experience to work for the government in the six counties in the north of ireland when you're not hungover, <laughs> but when you're doing it after a bottle of rum and three hours sleep, it's Man. it's torture. <laughs> it's torture. It's 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 what the it's what the Brits used to do during internment to get information out of people. It's it's ridiculous. I think they would have just turned on December to December. Oh my god! Con- <laughs> he'd be confessing everything. <laughs> you go, yeah. It was me. I was in the GPO. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's such a bad show. That's such a bad show. It really is. Um. Yeah. Okay. But this show itself, it while it wasn't bad, like when I so I initially heard, um, as we talked about earlier, we touched on it earlier on, the narrative was that this was a bad show. I mean, the um, narrative on Twitter. What yeah, but it, it was it was picked up then on the Observer as well, and I was listening to it on on the show. Now here's the thing: I didn't think this was a bad show by any stretch of the imagination. I thought it was a a, a a low performing, low performing uh, AEW show. You know, I was expecting more from this, but 
The only like outright bad points for me were the Chris Jericho match was very underwhelming. Um, it really was. Yeah. Um, and, and then like the the, the actual four way. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, Did nothing well, for is, me. This is this is where the value of our um kind of two way comes from, and that mm. we have a completely different. But I, like, if, but it, if, re- if it was just the two of us sitting around agreeing with each other, it wouldn't be very interesting. No, absolutely. But I did really enjoy the main event. So, I mean, it, it ended kind of the way I wanted it to end with, with, with a good, strong main event. So I was like, okay, the show ended. It started off well. and Well, except for the Jeff Hardy bot where he nearly killed himself. That was actually terrifying. Well, that, that was on the... I didn't even see that. That was in the pre-show. Yeah, that happens way too much now in so AEW. I, I, mean, I read a. That was the buy-in. That, it was the buy-in. The buy-in, yeah. yeah. So I read an article that from, uh, an interview with Jeff and Matt that said no, it just looked bad, but that was the, the way it was supposed to go. Right. I don't know if I believe. <laughs> no. No, I think there's a fair amount of copium there. I'm like, yes, you, you. You tried to kill yourself in the process. <laughs> sure you did. Sure you did. That's what everybody tries to do. Um, yeah, I mean, so that that was a little bit weird, but I think for the most part they kind of hit their hit their stride and really went for it. The the tag match with Jeff Jarrett um and FTR was actually surprisingly fantastic. Loved the ladder match. Loved the ladder oh, match. Oh my god. It was um Well but, I, t- I tell you what, let's can, yeah, can we we'll, go through the show. Yeah, we we'll go we we'll go through go through bit by bit. But uh, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like it was, I don't think it deserved the slating that it got. No, I'm so like confused by it. Okay, like like you say, Jericho match wasn't great. It, it wasn't great. It actually wasn't a bad match, but it just wasn't an AW pay per view yeah. level match, yeah. and it probably suffered from the fact that. There were so many other hardcore level matches. Yeah. You know, so him and and um um uh, Adam Adam Cole had a lights out match, but on the same pay per view as a as a ladder match and as a anarchy in the arena match. Yeah. Um and there was another there another gimmick match. There was the other match, the open house rules match, and then the Anarchy in the Arena match, yeah. Yeah, but, um, but I mean, the Anarchy in the Arena match was just... I, I assume what happened was they went out there for a lights-out match. Now, the lights-out match in AEW lore is, is legendary. Like, lights-out matches are just the most insane level of violence. Mm. I assume what they were told was um, actually the Anarchy in the Arena match is going to be... The big one. So you kind of have to tone it down. I assume mm. that's what happened. Um, but regardless of why it happened, the point, is, the fact is that it was a bit disappointing. Um, the Jamie Hader match was, yeah, also disappointing. I understand why, because she's injured, so she couldn't wrestle. She only went out there to drop the belt. Yeah, again. I get why, but that doesn't change the fact that it was weird, though, wasn't it? Yeah, like, like I mean, no one would have been like, "Oh, how dare you!" No, like, no if, like, if she just weird. said, 
in fact, if she'd done like a really emotional interview where she just went, I won this title and I really wanted to be your champion and I'm so sorry that I can't be, but I'm injured and I have to go away. Like people would have loved her for that. And then yeah. you could have had a proper match between, I don't know, Tony Storm and Britt Baker or whoever. But this, but this seems to be what, what they do. They did it with Punk as well. It's like, why do you... That's a weird AEW thing that is specifically far from AEW. I've never I, seen... I think, it, I think it's because they had a couple of interim interim champions for a while and the interim thing kind of... Deva- I, I, I don't know. But, but I've never uh, seen... I've never seen any other wrestling promotion do this. Yeah. Ever. Even, but, even the depths of TNA, they never did this. <laughs> you know? Which is... I, I know I use, it, it's a bit of a meme that I use as a, as a gauge, but I'm like... Listen, they it, didn't it actually, do this. You know? and Jamie Hayter is so beloved that it actually would have kept her even stronger yeah. for her just to do an interview on Dynamite saying, I I'm so hurt. wanted to go out and fight for you, but I'm hurt and I can't and I'll be back someday. You know, yeah. like that would have been, but look, so I understand the reason why the match wasn't good, but that doesn't change the fact that if you are sitting in the US and you paid $60 to see a match and you didn't see a match, see, it doesn't matter what the reason is. The other you know? side of it as well, I didn't pay anything for the, for the <laughs> WWE show. I mean, as I said, I watched it on the, I, I was able to Chromecast it and then I watched Men in Black 3 that was on the television. Great. <laughs> this one I had to go find. So um, The only other thing that I thought was disappointing on the show was enjoyment. <laughs> so harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Calling it Men in Black Three. I don't. I don't know what else. Because I'm. I'm the guy who's like down on WWE, and even I'm sort of going, "All right, man, calm down." Calm down. I don't know what Men in Black Three was fine. It's like uh, I know WWE ruined wrestling for twenty years and <laughs> raped a bunch of women, but oh my god, men, allegedly, it's not Men in Black Three. <laughs> Allegedly. It's not Men in Black 3. <laughs> I don't know. Look, Men in Black 3 wasn't bad. It wasn't like it was Men in Black 4, which was terrible altogether. Is that the one that had Macho... Not Macho Man in it, but was there some guy in it who looked like Macho Man? No. Oh, no, no. That's That was that was true, yeah. That was what true. What the hell was that about? I don't know. It was like an alien or some shit. What do you mean you don't know? You just watched it recently. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't Macho Man. He was just an alien. All right. It's... Wait, what was what was the movie about, or why did they choose to make him look like Macho Man? Why was Macho Man in it? <laughs> he wasn't. He was just an alien that looked like Macho Man. Why did he look like Macho Man? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't right. good. It wasn't good. It wasn't a good movie. This wasn't a bad movie. The only other thing, on back in the real world, <laughs> the only other thing that was disappointing was um, I thought the uh, Jade Cargill Ty Valkyrie match was good. Jade doesn't do very long ma- uh, Jade doesn't do very long matches because she's still no. pretty green. But I thought of all her matches, this was one of the better ones. If, if uh, Statlander had shown up and said, I'm going to see you on Wednesday, I would have lost my mind. That would have been amazing. The fact that she showed up, uh, Chris Statlander showed up, and then had a match with, I mean, she's the baby face. Yes. 
and she had a match with the heel who had just had a match and then she beat her. I was like, oh, this isn't... This isn't... <laughs> this isn't how you win. No. You know? That's so how she wins. By any means so, necessary. Yeah, and I was so happy to see Chris Statlander back because, like, I mean, okay, apart from the injury story, like, I always liked her. But then the fact that she battled back from two injuries, she's, like, mm. genuinely impressive. Like, why they had her do that rather than have her come out on the pay-per-view and go, I'm going to see you on Wednesday and sell Wednesday that way rather than... Rather than have her come down to the ring, do an impromptu match with AW, which AW don't do. They don't mm. do impromptu matches. The whole thing is that they have set fixtures because it's run like a like a sporting event. Mm. You know, like like Manchester City can't beat Arsenal, and then Manchester United show up and go, <laughs> "Oh, so you think you're good? <laughs> why, don't, <laughs> why don't you take us on right now?" <laughs> Man, like, I nah, would. Man, we just we just had a match. We're I exhausted. Wish, wish that would happen. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I'm calling you out. <laughs> <laughs> Russ Common beat Galway, and then Mayo show up. <laughs> Mayo <Mail> for Sam. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't earn our way to this final, but we're cashing in <laughs> our or... money in Bunknet. <laughs> Or what happens is, after the final happens, Mayo walk out, then the music hits NWO. <laughs> <laughs> Mayo show up, and then it goes, bounce, chicken, wow, wow, all the green and red of Mayo. <laughs> yes. Oh, it'd be amazing. Mayo being played live to the ring by the Saw Doctors. <laughs> But yeah, so I I didn't like this impromptu thing, but that was kind of balanced by the fact that I love Chris Statlander. But see, apart from that, the Chris Statlander thing was mixed. The Chris Jericho thing was not bad, but disappointing. Uh, And the uh, Jamie Hayter thing was bad, but understandably. Apart from that, pay-per-view was great. The the battle royale was probably the best one I've ever seen. Like it, normally a battle royale where everyone starts in the ring is just a mess, but mm. they built so many stories and so many matches through. Like like in this battle, out of this battle royale, we got the triple threat on Dynamite to see who faces Cassidy for the title. We got True. an advancement of the Swerve. Keith Lee's story. We got an advancement of the Ricky Starks Jay White story. And one of the biggest pops in the night was Ricky Starks throwing Jay White out of the damn ring. That's true. We got Big Bill, who has been a nobody, was absolutely made in this battle royale. Big Bill went rolla. He was throwing lads out left, right, and center. Like, so this battle royale was amazing. Mm. The Anarchy Torino, we'll get to that. It was incredible. Like again, it'll depend on what type of wrestling you like, but if you like nonsense, this was grade A top tier farm to table nonsense. Well look, okay, okay, right. In the time we have left, let's let's go over with the the highlights for you. What were like 
the big takeaways. The, because the, look, we can say how bad it, how bad the bad was, but to be honest with you, the bad wasn't as bad as the WWE can be, and it was a stronger show in many ways. But what was the reasons to watch it? What were what, what were the big takeaways? The ladder match is incredible. Great, incredible because Wardlow is such a huge guy, and he's doing what Jeff Hardy did when he was twenty five. Mm. Like it's that uh, Swanton bomb off that insane ladder to outside the ring is just it's mental. Christian Cage is amazing. He knows how to have a wrestling match. And he knows how to have these ladder matches as well. While doing very little. Like, yeah. like he's... he's Actually, if you're learning to wrestle, he's a masterclass to watch. Um, Absolutely, yeah. The uh, triple threat match was good. It was maybe a wee bit long, uh, but I really like the house rules thing, you know, where the, the lights go all weird and... They let the challenger pick the rules. I, I, I like that. I think that's kind of arrogant. It is, but, but then I start worrying that uh, Sankara is going to come out. <laughs> um, that little trampoline shows up. That's it, man. It's game over. over. I'm, I'm, <laughs> over. I'm, I'm tapping out. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to the impact zone. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Impact zone's great. Um, Sabu was was on the show wasn't he oh my god yeah so Sabu was the we call uh, like what are the odds and the week that we pick (laughs) (laughs) we pick uh, hardcore justice Sabu comes out obscurity into the into uh, AEW oh it was mental Uh, I couldn't believe it I was like oh my god here we go we were talking about it on the on the chat. Yeah, so Sabu was the um, enforcer between um, bu- 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 who was the who was Sabu the enforcer? He was the enforcer in one of the matches for the unsanctioned match. Jericho oh yeah, match. for the unsanctioned match. Yeah, because he he <laughs> leapt off the top rope and put a, was it a Jake Hager through a table? Yep. <laughs> Uh, so that was mental, um, like you like you were saying earlier, oh, man. I completely admit I was wrong. Do you remember when Jeff Jarrett was first signed with AEW, and I was like, oh my god, this is so, like, this is the first like WCW level thing they've done, mm. and I really hope that he's only on telly as a one-off, and then he can. Do whatever backs it. I was completely wrong. Jeff see, Jarrett is see amazing. That, that's the thing. Nobody watched the TNA run, which is his best run. He's brilliant. <laughs> he really you're, you're, is. You're com- like I and and I admit I haven't watched it either. But if this is it, if this is Jeff Jarrett at the age he is now, and his TNA run was him younger. I can't wait to see it because this is incredible. That FTR um, uh, Jeff Jarrett late Jaylee for the match was brilliant. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it really was. It really was. The uh, the I know you didn't like it, but I thought the four way for the world title was. There's just no stars there. Oh, I completely disagree. There's just not. I, I, no, I. I think I, I think MJF is one of the biggest stars in wrestling. I think Darby Allen is the 
opposite of MGF. Not in that he's not a star, in that he's an underground star. I just uh, think they need. I, I I I would concede that Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara are really yeah. good wrestlers, but they're not like that. And that's where yeah that was the problem. I was like, fair enough. Um, MGF and uh, Darby Allen, Grant. They deserve to actually be in that title run. This, but, this might have actually done better as a yeah. It, it just didn't feel yeah one on one. It actually would have been better one on one. Um, and I don't really like fatal four ways anyway. I you know we, we've talked about this before. Um, but if you are going, you need to have a star like you know. But the thing about it is the star the, the stars quote unquote are off, you know, in factions fighting fighting each other. So I mean it's. It it's the pro they kind of put themselves into a corner here and look look the belt will be back on Punk in about but I, I think that's a month, kind of so be fine. admirable in that the like the top top guys are involved in these uh, like group feuds. I mm. think it's kind of admirable that, that you're like you're not being like WWE. You're not relying on Hulk Hogan for twenty years. You're building up these younger guys and oh, but look, uh, as I said, Punk's gonna be back in about a month and that belt will be right back on him. Yeah, God, brother. I think he's, he's going to need to. That doesn't work. He's going to need today. to show that he's sticking around for a long time before they they do that. Should, should we do an over under for how long it takes him to to get the belt? Oh, I think we should. I think we should. I minimum, bare minimum, a year. So, I'm going to go three months. Not a chance. Three months. No, I'm going to say three months. That let's see who's no. right. Let's see who's right. He, he he came in the AW, and they treated him better than any wrestler has ever been treated, and he still stabbed them in the back. Like, <laughs> He's going to do it again. But that's what I mean. I think they've learned their lesson, and I think they're going to need... I think Punk is going to need to give them at least a year of very good, very loyal company behavior before he gets a whiff of gold. Um, I don't know. I think... I Although, think do you know when we were talking earlier about like making him a heel? Yeah. Like maybe don't give him the world title. If he took that international title off Orange Cassidy, that's Ooh. massive heat. Yeah. Like the thing about it is, it's like, yeah, I think him having be- uh, some kind of gold makes sense. Or he makes his own title. And he just walks in and he goes, I don't need a title. I have nothing to prove. It's like, there you go. I think he's... the FTW belt off hook. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just like, beats the shit out of just him. Backs up. It's like this is mine. <laughs> not not even in a match. Just gets him no, outside the arena him. and takes it. <laughs> beats up Taz as well. <laughs> but let, oh, look, whatever but... whatever you're saying about stars, I actually thought the composition of this match was amazing. So okay. four four way matches often tend to be two guys pair off or you get thrown out of the ring and then it's a singles match until one guy comes in and then the other guy goes out and blah blah blah. Yeah. This felt like a fight between four people and I don't know how for the 30 minutes that they wrestled, they remembered um, like the incredible sequence of of movements and everything. I, I thought even even if you didn't think that there were stars in it, I thought as a wrestling exhibition, this was amazing. I will give you that. It's just it's for a paper for a wrestling pay per view for a wrestling company that has such a limited pay per view space. You need to give 
stars. And what this felt like, it felt like a, a good main event of Dynamite. And that okay, was my yeah. problem. And that okay. was my problem with it. And for better or worse, and some people are probably like, oh, but you need to build stars. I'm like, yeah, that's true. But these weren't stars yet. And I think if you're in a position where you're putting Jungle Boy into your main event, just make it a, a singles match. Just but, make it a singles match. Yeah, and I mean, I kind of, on the one hand, I kind of agree with you. On the other hand, like I genuinely really like Jungle Boy. I think he's going to be No, something. that's fair. No, I, 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 I do too. But... I accept that he's going to be something, but he's he's not quite something. Yeah, like that. So he, I accept he, that. He's not he's not a main event star. You know, he, he's but look, this is kind of what they have to do. The trade-off for that was you had amazing stuff with the House of Black. Yeah. Yeah. You're and able that, like you're you're a, able to get your your anarchy in the arena match, which you probably wouldn't have been able to get if they were off doing single stuff. So there is that there is that trade off, you know, and yeah. there really is. So and you have to build these like if if you're gonna build like um guys for the future, yeah. I mean you gotta build them somehow and you build no, them absolutely. by yeah, putting absolutely. them in prominent positions. Yeah, exactly. But... That was what. That's the point I was making. Yeah, like it's that you can't have a boat waste. Like you really can't. It's it's a short term, oomph. You know what I mean? Where it's like a short term little kind of like okay, for a, a big payoff. Yeah, but it's like we were saying about the Jamie Hater match. I understand why it wasn't good, but that doesn't change the fact yeah. that it wasn't good. So. Yeah, like if if you were paying, like. <laughs> If you're paying what this costs in the States. Oh, man. I'd I'd be upset. I'd be so torn. I'd be upset, you know. So I actually signed up. This is before we get into the main event here. Um, AW's actually running a deal at the moment. Where you get Double or Nothing, Forbidden Door, Revolution and Full Gear Mm. for 50 quid. Damn, that's really good. They're normally twenty quid each. It's really good. And then in the US, they're fifty quid each. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I you know I love AEW, but my God, I would, that's a lot of I, money. If that's I was in the US, I would find that very difficult to justify. And do you know what? Maybe it kind of explains some of the backlash that this show got. Because yeah. if I was in the US and I'm paying fifty quid for these pay per views, I would expect every single one of them to be an A++. Yeah, and that that that's that is kind of what you set yourself up for. Yeah. You know? So maybe if, you know, WWE's 9.99 a month, maybe it's okay that their pay-per-views have two really good matches and then kind of a load of nothing. Maybe that's okay. But if you're asking people to put down 50 quid, yeah, maybe it's fair enough that you have to be held to a higher standard. And that's why, and that's why you know, um, there is that kind. They moved away from the pay per view to the what do they call it? Premium live events. <sighs> as soon as I hear someone say PLE, I lose respect for them. It's like it's, it's you'll like... say anything Vince tells you, won't you? Oh, if, if he changed the name of a pay per view to. Uh, to a licky licky ball ball, you'd be going around <laughs> going, "Oh my god, 
the backlash licky licky ball ball was amazing wasn't it it was the best licky licky ball ball of the past 10 years and go, my god shut the fuck off i hate you so much but <laughs> maybe not that name but it does make a lot of sense when you think about it because they're like right um we kind of have to move away from the <laughs> licky <laughs> sorry yeah. we have to move away from it because there is the expectation that it's going to be you know all bangers well and imagine like imagine back in the uh like during what's supposed to be our current arc but we keep moving away from it because it's so terrible the <laughs> uh the taboo tuesday cyber sunday arc we're nearly there we only have one show left we're nearly there but imagine you one of them raw exclusive taboo Tuesdays. Imagine you put down fifty quid for it. Wouldn't you be sick? Oh, uh, I did. Well, I did. My parents did at the time, but oh my god! Yeah, uh, you would yeah. be like. But the main event. So before I say anything, I'm dying to get. What What did you think of? Because you've very different views on uh, hardcore stuff. What did you think I, of the main event? I hate. John Moxie's team music. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think it's so lame. Wild. It's like stop, please. And then he had the lad with the black face coming out and singing it. It's like, why is he wearing? Why is he? Why is he doing that? That's, a, oh, that's yeah. opening up a whole can of worms. You know, it, I, I had to I had to look that up. So yeah, apparently it's still, that's it's still bizarre, man. It's like, why are you wearing black? Well, well, it's not what got me. I know, was I know um, it's a mask, but it's oh still... no 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 no. I'm agreeing with you. Uh, but I'm saying what got me was um, it looks like he's in like you're saying like he's in blackface it does but it, it does. also looks like he has huge red lips yeah which yep. makes it look like actual racism actual blackface. racism yeah but <laughs> what it is is it's um his whole face is black but he has a red streak down the middle but whatever way he's holding the microphone he's holding it just under his chin so it <laughs> looks like it's just his lips that are red and I was like what is this minstrel bullshit that's <laughs> it's proper it's proper minstrel bullshit and you're like man you know for a company that's so progressive you're like you think they would have some awareness that like this ain't a good look bro you know? Well, he, <laughs> like, he, gets, he gets super kicked by the Young Bucks later on. So maybe this is their way of saying, you didn't fix racism, Cody. We fixed it. <laughs> we super, super kicked, kicked the minstrel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, aside from that, <laughs> Tad, small uh, <laughs> footnote, um, his music's terrible. And it just why wild thing? Just you know, it's, it's, I actually love no, that rendition of wild no, thing. No, it's so because, stupid. No, but there is. So I I hadn't actually heard that version of wild thing before. I don't know what the main one I'd heard is, but it's it's a wee bit faster and a wee bit rockier. But what I love about this one is that, um, whenever Moxie comes out, it has a it has a perfect wrestling pause. Because you know, like you need a pause in wrestling for responses. Like mm. what? It has this moment where it goes dun 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 dun, and there's just like a brief pause before it goes wow thing. Which, when you listen to it as a song, yeah, it's a bit slow and plodding. But as mm. an entrance music, it gives 
everyone in the arena that second to just go, wow, thing, and you get like 10,000 people screaming it, and it's, it's pretty cool. I still, I still hate it. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I don't even know why I hate it so much. I just, I just do. I just do. But anyway, um, other than that, I thought the actual uh, match was quite good. Um, Brian Anderson, you know. <laughs> he is having the time of his life. He is. Uh, it's great to see Claudio Castanoli in there. I think it's it's the role oh, he should be in. Uh, Utah he's is so just, good as the enforcer. Utah's just class. Um, Isn't it look, bad that they actually got Utah over? Yeah. Like this time last year. I would have looked at you and go, I could be a path flat. And now he looks class. Yeah. It's just, you know, it, it, it's, it's got to do with packaging and how they present them. And, you know, that's the great thing about stables. Stables have always been able to bring guys who may or may, or may not be like the toughest guys in the world separately or people who you buy separately. But when they're together, it completely changes the dynamics. So that's the point. So I think one of the things that I think one of the things where we have a wee bit between us that's lost in translation is that I watch a lot of the extra AEW stuff and you don't. So I take it you didn't see the Road Road Two. No, I didn't. Okay. So the AEW Road Twos are genuinely amazing. I don't know why they don't put them on Dynamite. I don't know why they leave them on YouTube. They're so mm. well made and they're so good. Mm. They really need to be seen by more people. But prior to this uh, Anarchy in the Arena match, right, the week before in Dynamite, Wheeler Utah had been in a tag team match with uh, Brian Danielson and mm. uh, Utah had gotten pinned and lost. Right. And on the road to Brian Danielson <laughs> does this whole spiel about how I need to teach you the lesson. I need to harden him up. And he talks about how like he took Utah to his house and he like smacked the shit out of him and wouldn't let him eat made <laughs> <laughs> him up trained him till he dropped and then and then smacked on double the or nothing he pinned Kenny Omega and yeah. Danielson's like delighted with himself he's like I abused the shit out of this guy and it worked he's a better wrestler now. <laughs> Danielson looks like a fucking psychopath <laughs> it, it's amazing like it gives so much more to the character but again, it's not your fault that you didn't see that because I don't know why they keep this stuff on YouTube. Because they had to pay the money for Wild Thing. <laughs> but they pay it anyway. Wild Thing. Oh, I hate it so much. Um, The actual match, I thought, was... <laughs> I mean, look, it's going to come down to what your view is of these plunder brawls. But if you like pl- plunder brawls, this is... A, a masterpiece it's it's actually I wouldn't like every match to be like this because it's mm. so hard to watch um, but for the half an hour that it's happening it's a hell of an experience and it definitely wasn't like anything else on the card or anything else on the night as well which was huge yeah. it was huge, it was great um, I, I'm, I, I'm glad they keep it to one a year yeah because it would be very you pain your ass with it after a while, genuinely. If it yeah. was, if it was all and that all went, the time, you know. And if they went full WWE and had like a 
a pay-per-view called Anarchy in the Arena, it would, you know, it would take all the uh, kind of uh, mysticism away from it. Exactly, yeah, it's, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> now, my highlight of the match, I thought this was amazing, I was sitting watching this, big glass of rum, and this happened, and I actually shouted out, I nearly tipped over the table in front of me, I was like, yes! What did you think when Matt Jackson kicked John Moxley in the face with an exploding shoe? Look, it was on brand. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> like, I know, I completely understand if you didn't like this. Like, I, I, no, I, I mean, love this, but I can understand why someone wouldn't. No, so, I mean, so look. Feel, feel free to be honest. Yeah, look, it was terrible, but it was also like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't sitting there like upset. Well, I was like, Jesus, this is bad. But, you know, I, I, I have a certain level of like understanding with AEW where I'm like, oh, this is just impact. So I watch it the same way now as I do impact wrestling. They're the same product. It's just, and I, I've said it from day one and I'm like, it just becomes more and more like Impact every time. <laughs> so, you know. Well, I absolutely love this. I thought it was... I absolutely the, love this. This, this I made thought it was my year. The, I thought it was the absolute peak of nonsense that this insane match needed. Oh, I had no problem with it. I, I, had, then, I had absolutely no problem with it. And then, like, genuinely, in what I thought was a brilliant bit of booking, to have Wheeler Yuta pin Kenny Omega. I thought that was excellent. Uh, and they actually teased this on uh, on Dynamite this Wednesday. So Kenny was, uh, after the show, Kenny had said, um, you know, I can't trust Don Callis. I can't trust Konosuke uh, Takeshita. But I still have friends um, elsewhere. And on Wednesday, they were interviewing uh, Hangman. Mm. And they said, oh, we understand Kenny's not in the country anymore. He's gone back to, Ca- he's gone back to Canada. And mm. Hangman said, Kenny's not in the country, but he hasn't gone back to Canada. And he walked off. So I think they're uh, teasing that Kuru Ibushi and oh. Okada are oh. maybe going to join Kenny in the box for Blood and Guts. Which is and when? That, when is that? Well, it hasn't been announced, but I think it hasn't been announced because they don't want to announce anything until New Japan does their show. And I think New mm. Japan Dominion is on either this weekend or next weekend. Right. So maybe they're... Actually, I'll look that up. Um. So maybe they're holding off on fully announcing that until mm. um until uh, like the Dominion show has happened. Uh, New okay. Japan Dominion. Oh, fourth of June. It's on tonight. Oh well. Well there we go. Maybe maybe when we go off the air. <laughs> <laughs> Might have something to keep me busy. <laughs> on the Saturday night with compared to a Friday night. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, even the Japanese know how to do it. They don't do. Know, they they know what's up. WWE don't though, because they're you know. Actually, WWE do. Sorry, AEW don't because they're yeah. 
unfair. Unfair. Yeah. It, it's, it's ridiculous. Not, it's, it's ridiculous. You're, you're from England, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the time difference is like. So we made, a, you know, we were talking about Father Ted earlier on before the show. It's like, you know, you're on my enemy list now, Tony. <laughs> yeah, but mine would be like Graham Norton's, and I'd turn it around and be like, I really like Tony. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, do you think if we asked Tony to come on the show, he would? Um, yes, but I think we'd have to trick him. I think we'd have to go, Tony. We've changed the name of AEW Unrestricted to, <laughs> to the Wrestling Rewind. And um, Aubrey Plaza and Tony Schiavone are going to be doing Irish accents for the, <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. And they're not going to be sticking to the script that we've set. <laughs> Just uh, be prepared. <laughs> yeah, so we need you to Skype. Dara at <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good <laughs> alright well look um, you obviously said that you think uh, Double or Nothing was a better show than I think, I think I think Double or Nothing was a B plus uh, I think Night of Champions was a B oh that's fair that's actually because that's I, actually what I think too yeah yeah because I acknowledged yeah. that Double or Nothing's highs were very high um, and the its lows were, are quite low. Yeah. Well, the bits that were disappointing were had been built up, particularly the Jericho match because Jericho's match with Roderick Strong the week before he had this—I don't know if you saw it—he had this falls count anywhere match with Roderick Strong the mm. week before Double Nothing, and it was mm. actually brilliant. Like it was incredible. It was classic Jericho. He was like. Uh, he got his face smashed into an ice cream machine and he's walking around. He can't see. This is backstage. And Roderick Strong's just kicking the living shit out of him and his whole face, his, his hair is white and everything. He can't see out of it. Oh, it was like, it was genuinely brilliant match. And I think people were expecting like even more of that. Yeah. But yeah, I think because of the Anarchy Arena match, they were told, nah, you got to, Tone it down. down. All right, very cool. And you know, as I said, um, b- both of these shows, I would happily have them on before I watched Men in Black Tree. <laughs> happily, no problem. So, oh, that's not Men in Black one and two bangers. Oh yeah, I mean, as I said, that's not an insult. It's just you know, the only thing about it is I. I Wish I was able to just watch them easier on my uh, on my tablet, uh, but sure, look, it is what it is. But Martin, is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Um, no, no, I've been flat out playing Tears of the Kingdom. I'm really looking forward to uh, AW Fight Forever. You know, there's uh, Wembley coming up. There's Forbidden Door. Oh my God, I can't wait for Forbidden Door. Like. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan, if you're a gaming fan, we're eating pretty good at the moment. So don't need to plug that and just go out and enjoy yourselves, folks. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I will say, guys, again, we're going to try and get better doing live shows because we've been bad at that. So if you want to get the live show again, even before we, you hear it, the podcast, you can go over to nerdtoknowmedia.com, the wrestling rewind.com, subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to the Twitch. 
because that's where we're going to be uh, live streaming them from. And uh, yeah, we will be. Um, oh, back sorry. Yes. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. I actually do have something I want to plug. My very good friend Dara has achieved a new level in his Taekwondo. I believe he's one below a black oh. belt now. Yes, yes, I have. I um the highest uh, belt you can go without being a black belt in Taekwondo. So like to, to use my plug moment to say congratulations to my good friend Thank Dara. You. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. So next year I'll be going for my black belt. So I have a year to get ready for it. So Thank you for. And I uh, would also uh, like to take this opportunity. I know a couple of weeks ago I said that if um, people put enough money into Patreon, me and you would have a fight, and I would like to now rescind that <laughs> offer. <laughs> That's fair. No <laughs> matter how much money you send, no matter how many X puck euros you send us, folks, I'm not getting in the cage with that man. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> But you bring up a good point. If you want to support the show, go over to Patreon and give us some Xbox Euros because that would be great. And then we can spend them on our trip to uh, London where we will do a live podcast of the the post-AEW show. So Absolutely. you can help send us over. In interviews with CM Punk, with MJF, we're going to have the whole works. They don't, they don't lie. I mean, <laughs> if, you, if you... If we have a thing recording and we shout at them... And they respond, even if they just say fuck off, that's an interview. That's right? <laughs> just show up as they're like eating. Hey, what do you think? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interview. That's <laughs> an interview. <laughs> that's that's an interview. Right? And then we can just speculate on the on the two seconds of audio. <laughs> exactly. And we uh like you're saying, we've a couple of guests on next week. So we if you want to up the ante and go from an X Pac Euro to a Virgil tenor. We invite you on the show if you want to take part, if you want to recommend something for us to review, if you want to give your thoughts on it. We're very open. Your your Xbox tenor goes a your your Virgil tenor goes a long way. Yes, and that's gonna be a new tier that's added. Because <laughs> we take this joke very seriously. <laughs> With four tenor you can be on the show. Where do we go above Virgil tenor? <laughs> Where is it below? <laughs> yeah, we'll have a good oh. we'll have a good think about it we'll have a think about it <laughs> but folks want to thank you so much for being on the show for well, for listening to the show we've been on the show for listening to the show and we'll be back next week with buried alive 1996 so talk to you then, guys bye Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.